Well, good evening, my brothers and sisters. Here we are, another evening with the Course of Love. Uh, we are currently in Chapter 10 in the second treatise, and it's the treatise on... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The treatise on the nature of unity, and this evening we'll be starting with Chapter 10, The Belief. We only learn in unity. And in my book, that would be page 266. So it's around there somewhere. So there we are. So this evening we have with us uh, Judy, Reverend Bill, Gloria, and Lana will be listening. And hopefully there will be other people joining us, but we have the mighty group here. Uh, so with that said, I don't think I have to go through the etiquette of teleconferencing. We're all pretty professional on that one. So so let me just get us centered. I think I'm going to say this one. It's been speaking to me as I looked at it. So let's just close our eyes. Go into our heart center. Let the light and the force and spirit dwell there and listen to these words. Oh God, we are one with you. You have made us one with you. You have taught us that if we are open to one another, you dwell in us. Help us to preserve this openness and to fight for it with all our hearts. Help us to realize that there can be no understanding where there's mutual rejection. Oh God, in accepting one another wholeheartedly, fully, completely, we accept you, and we thank you, and we adore you, and we love you with our whole being, because our being is in your being. Our spirit. Please mute your phone. Thank you. Because our being is in your being. Our spirit is rooted in your spirit. Fill us then with love and let us be bound together with love as we go our diverse ways, united in this one spirit which makes you present in the world and which makes you witness to the ultimate reality that is love. Love has overcome. Love is victorious. And with this we say, Amen. Take those words. Listen to it. Listen. Our spirit is rooted in your spirit, God. We are one. You witness to the ultimate reality that is love. Love has overcome. Love will be victorious. So let me welcome whoever joined us. Would you like to announce yourself? Hey, Paula, this is Bill. Um, Yeah. About the interruption, but I I picked up the phone because it was Yvonne calling me. My guess is Yvonne. Uh, yeah, this is Yvonne. Yeah, Reverend Bill. 
And Paula, I forgot the old number. Now that you have a new number, Reverend Bill, I conveniently lost the other one in my mind. So I was calling you, and not no one picked up. And then I searched a little further in my drawer, and I found the number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Anyway, oh, so great. to hear you. It's so funny. You know what, what that, that tells me? You know what that tells me? What? Ivana's book. And Ivana's, I love it. Ivana's what? <laughs> I'm in another class. <laughs> can't really hear you. It's very muffled. I don't know if it's my phone or yours, but can't really understand what you're saying, Reverend Bill. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ivana. Now you're clear. You're clear. What yeah. did you say? So let's get going. It's after 8, so uh, Yvonne, welcome. Judy, Reverend Bill, Gloria, Lana. Yvonne, will you be reading? Hello? Oh, sorry, I was on, I was on you? mute, Paul. Yes, I'll read. Okay, we are currently in the Second Treaties, Chapter 10, The Belief We Only Learn in Unity. So let's get the ball rolling, and I will back up from what we read last week, and that was the chapter of the belief, there is no loss but only gain. So let's see what he said to us last week. Release your breath and release fear and move from special to holy, to holy relationships. This phase of coming to accept need to coming to accept need and dependency is necessary only as a learning ground of experience on which trust can grow. Once this trust is realized, you will no longer think of trust, just as you will no longer think of need. I'm sorry, a call came in. I had to decline it. You no longer need think of need. Ceasing to think in these terms will soon be seen as a valuable ability and a time-saving measure of great mag- magnitude. As these old ways of thinking leave you, you will be left as who you are in truth. So now we'll go into chapter 10. The belief we only learn in unity. So we'll do like we have done in the past. Everybody will read a paragraph. And we have six, five people reading, so we'll read up to five. So, Judy, you want to start us off with 10.1? Okay. You would have to work mightily to turn the lessons of this course into a tool. But many of you will not tire of this work until you succeed. This is how truths become dogma and dogma becomes tyranny. This happens by accepting a static state. A static state is not a living state because creation is not occurring within it. This is a living course. This is why you are called to live it rather than to take it. This is why you are called to be a teacher and a learner both. 
This is how the exchange of giving and receiving as one occurs. This exchange is unity. Thinking that needs can be met only in certain ways is akin to another belief that has been replaced. This belief was first expressed in A Course in Miracles by the saying, resign as your own teacher. This belief in the self as teacher has now been replaced with the belief that you only learn in unity. I ask you to think for a moment of a time when you attempt to recall a specific memory. This may have been a memory of name or address or a dream or an attempt to recall a specific event. At such time, you often feel as if just as the memory is about to return to you, it is sorted away as easily and returnally as a hen swat away a fly. You know that that the information is contained within you and yet you are often forced to accept an inability to have access to this information. It is forced from your awareness by something you know not. It is there and yet swatted away as if by some unseen hand. Where has this information gone and what keeps is from you. Let me read it again. Where has this information gone and what keeps it from you? You might feel frustrated with your memory at such a time and even say something as such. My brain just isn't work right today. I want you know to keep this example in mind as we explore learning and unity. Yvonne, are you there? Yvonne? I just didn't know what order I was in. Excuse me, it was my error. I mentioned Lana. Lana's not reading, so it's really just the four of us. Okay. Okay, so I'm reading paragraph four. Okay. Thank you. You might think of Paula, I, I'm sorry. I can read now, Paula, if you oh, need okay. me to. After Yvonne, after Yvonne. Okay, thank you. All right, Yvonne, you go, and then Lana. Thank you, Lana. Thank you. You might think of unity as you have so often thought of your brain, but rather than thinking of it in the singular, think of it as a storehouse or a giant brain in which all that has ever been known or thought is contained. The technology that has created supercomputers will immediately come to mind from this illustration. While this illustration may be distasteful to some and intriguing to others, how many of you would not want to replace your ability to know with the ability of that of a supercomputer? I don't want to be a supercomputer, but anyway. <laughs> I pass. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. 
funny. Um, okay, uh, 10.5. While just an illustration, the reverse of this is akin to what you have done by replacing unity with singularity. You have narrowed your ability to know to an ability to know that which you have experienced. While what we are speaking of as knowing has little to do with the information stored in supercomputers, it is still a worthy illustration. For just as a supercomputer needs a knowledgeable operator in order to provide the information thought, so too do you need to become knowledgeable in order to access all that is available to you. Oh, wow. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yep, sure is. Mm. Yeah. That reminded me, this is Lana, that reminded me of, um, you know, the the thinking mind and the thoughts, I think, with God. It, it, um, Annie, you're up here tonight with Mommy, huh? Mommy Oops, somebody's on, off mute. Um, and in the way that um, the thinking mind information is based only on the past is very limited and uh, and for that reason I believe sometimes when we perceive a problem and we go to uh, the thinking mind and we don't see an answer we um, can assume that one does not exist and become uh, find it hopeless but but then I remember that right outside of the thinking mind is the infinite mind of God, where no thinking is required. I just ask, and the information is delivered to me. It's those thoughts I do not think. And and that has an answer for everything. And, and it's why um, I believe that, um, you know, I might wonder, wow, where did that come from? Uh, or it's, um, you know, problems are solved in unimagined ways because they're not based on the past, the, the ego's storehouse. <laughs> um, and it's based on the infinite mind of God. And um, that is like a, super, a supercomputer knows everything. <laughs> so um, I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Over the uh, recent time, uh, I don't know, maybe the last year or so, the message for me that I'm getting from this material is that that supercomputer rests or the the 
the link to that supercomputer <laughs> is my heart. And what's there is the wisdom, the wisdom that, that I need for any situation. That I, I carry that around in my consciousness these days of, of just recognizing that that's the wisdom that I truly want that sparks on what, uh, what I truly want to do. So I'm looking at this reading in that regard. Thank you. I'm complete. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Like, like my heart is, the, heart is the local area network. You know, it's when I when the first very first paragraph was read, um, kind of set the tone for me. Anyway, you know, you would like my return the lessons of this course into a tool, you know, and you know, and then it becomes a static state. A static state is not a living state because creation cannot occur within it. This is a living course, and then you know how he goes on to say, you know, this is why we are called rather than to take, this is why you are called to be a teacher and a learner both. This is how exchange of giving and receiving occurs. The exchange is unity. So he, for me, it's like get out of their mind and try to analyze these paragraphs as we've been doing, you know, we have in the past. It's like what we've agreed that just whatever comes to mind you know, even though it might be something in our everyday journey or something that occurred that sparks out of, you know, these words. So, you know, it's not, I want to get hung up on supercomputers versus brain. And, you know, it's it's like that's just the bits that let me, allow me to stand back and say, like, what is that, why is that speaking to me? Or why didn't... Why didn't this information really penetrate somewhere? It's not speaking to me. You know, so as I was listening, I'm saying I really have nothing much to say about these paragraphs. And that's okay. Because he even said, it's like, stand back. It's a living example. Don't try to learn it as a course, as lessons apply it somewhere in your life. It's something that comes from within, not through the mind. So, that's what it said to me, these four or five paragraphs. Because it was like just words were being read and they were going nowhere. And I said, what's wrong? But it's okay. This wasn't speaking to me. So, that's what I wanted to share. I'm complete. Thank you, Paula. You just spoke my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, thank you. Me too. That's what I got when I first heard of this is a living course. And I know every day I'm applying, I'm applying what, we, what I come to know here. And every day, it's, sometimes I'm in a mess and sometimes I'm excited and so on. But I just take it every day. This is, my, this is a life and 
I'm here in form to experience every, to experience and this certainly is a living course for me and I'm, that's why I chose with Reverend Bill to um, you know to join in on his uh, calls uh, at noon because um, this is this is this is living this is real this is not uh, uh, you know, a paper show or a movie or, or anything. Every day I have conflicts and battles and 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 steps I have to climb and, and so on. But what I'm realizing more and more now is that this is it. This is the life. And whatever comes to me, comes to me. And I have to accept and, and, and whatever, that's some of my problem is accepting everything. But I'm getting better at accepting what is so I can work through it, I to go through it, to go through the process. So, yeah, I'm complete. Thank you. Mm, thank Thanks, you, Yvonne. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And, and your light just shines in those sessions. I, I just love your enthusiasm. And, and mm. And yeah, your leadership as well. Your the the way that you're speaking of why what's coming true for you just just resonates for me, and my guess is that many in the group. Thank you. Just be me, Reverend Bill. Doll. Thank you. Uh, this is Gloria Yvonne. I just want to say thank you for being part of my life. Oh, I love you. Thank you. I'm glad to be part of your life, too, and all of our lives. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> We're all learning how to learn in unity. <laughs> how we're uni- uniting. <laughs> feeling each other, feeling each one as we speak. Gosh, right? It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. I remember a quote from Mother Teresa, well, she's a saint now. She reminds us that we belong to each other. I just love that. We just belong to each other in unity. Continue reading, and we'll see what else pops up as we go along. How's that? Do we agree? Yeah, okay by me. Okay, so Judy, you want to start us off again with six? Six, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just as needs have, have been shown to be shared in like measure by all, so too is true knowing. Just as needs were shown to be distinguishable from wants by a discussion of their shared nature, so too now must knowing be distinguished from what you consider intelligence. 
while you are being told that you can no while you are being told that you can no longer believe that what you know is related to experience you are not being told that you have exactly the same knowledge as does every person of every variety and level and experience yet no one can know more of the truth than another and no one can know less hmm. just beyond your mind's ability to call it for lies the truth that you and all others being know <clears throat> the access to what seems to lie beyond your ability lies in the Christ in you you might think of the ego as the hand that sorts away this knowing glory read nine it's just one sentence oh what is it hope okay the ego is the teacher you have rely upon when you have rely upon yourself as your own teacher yeah that's true yes you forget constantly that the Christ in you is the learner here. What need is there for a computer brain or for the ego to be the teacher when the learner in you is the all-powerful? Okay, great. The learner in you is the unifying force of the universe. The learner in you is the unifying force of the universe. The learning you are in need of is the learning that will call who you are back to your united mind and heart. This is the knowing that already exists, the memory that is swatted away from the ego. I love the way Jesus talks. <laughs> I'm complete. Are you there, Lana? Yes, yes, okay. I wasn't sure. Um, read, read, 11 and, read 11 and 12, okay? Oh, okay. <clears throat> Why then is this called learning? Learning simply means to come to know. If what you know has been forgotten, you still are in need of the learning that assists you in coming to know once again. Um, and, and, and 12, too. Did you want me to read 12? Yeah, please. Okay. But as long as you continue to attempt to learn with your ego, or in other words, as long as you would continue to attempt to learn in the same way that you have pre previously learned, you will not learn because the, in quotes, you, in quotes, that will be involved in the learning process will not be the real you. That last sentence to me as 
the learning, the education process that we have been based on, just so much of it was, had been based, rooted in fear or a system of, of needing to know uh, and needing to know particulars in, in the way that it is. And um, uh, as he says, that learning process will not be the real you. That will be my separated self, my illusory self. But instead, if I simply accept that the wisdom is always available and simply remain open to it, here is the spot of wisdom coming through, insight, inspiration, guidance, whatever we may want to call it. I, I like, I'm attracted to wisdom as the wisdom that is the eternal, the eternal knowing, the eternal what is that we are continuously coming to know coming to know in a state of love, not fear or not separation or not in a state of lack or guilt of what I don't know. Simply accepting what is waiting to be received and shared and, and just faithfully knowing the answer is there for us. Thank you. I'm complete. Yeah. Thank you, Reverend Bill. You know, that word acceptance, I mean, that's such a key word to, you know, with all of these readings, all of these, whatever you pick up, you know, whatever book or whatever you, I don't want to use studying, reading, digesting, you know, and he says, you know, you forgot, you forget constantly that the Christ in you is the learner here. You know, it's the truth, the Christ in us. Is the learner, you know, and like we keep trying to learn, and he says you have, you know, like keep it up because that's the only way you know. <laughs> but it's okay, just realize, you know, this is the knowing that always exists. The merit way, I mean, where do you say that? If what you know has been forgotten, you still are in need of learning that assists you in coming to know once again. And what are we coming to know once again? The Christ within. It's not, you know, it's like when he used that sample of, you know, like, my brain isn't working right. It's not the brain, <laughs> you know. It's that we have mm -hmm. forgotten, or I have forgotten, the truth. And it's that constant, like, oh, I have to know this, or I should know this. It's like, remember it. And let it come. It comes. It'll come when it's supposed to come. And I think we've all demonstrated that in our own way. You know, it just, it's the way, it, the individuality of each of us. You know, anyway. It just yeah. makes it so much easier to go through this or any read any book, any spiritual book. And no, it's just remember, accept it. Don't try to like, analyze it. Just accept it. It's there. The knowing is in us. So, 
Anyway, I'm complete. <laughs> Thanks, Paula. That'd be great. Yeah, right on. Hey, Paula. Thanks, Paula. I yeah, I like that. You're right. It'll come when it's supposed to. The truth will come. Yeah. You'll know when we're supposed to know, and that's easy sometimes to get a little frustrated and saying, you know, how come I can't? How come it doesn't come to me now? I'm kind of that way a bit. I'm like, why don't I know now? Why? What is the deal? Why do I wait? And then all of a sudden. <laughs> Fix in my, and I hear something. Oh, okay, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> that happens to me a lot yeah. these days. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. <laughs> that's accepting yourself of who you are right now and right here. Yeah, right now and right here. That's what he tells us. Accept yourself. Yeah. It's okay. All right. I recognize that that this can come to in in a, in a nanosecond. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it 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 puts the supercomputers working as quickly as they are uh, to a far distant second, so to speak, in a sense. <laughs> that sure. that that if when I am open, when I am open, um, I'm finding words coming through me get, that are giving me the answer as I'm sharing it with others. I'm receiving it that quickly, in effect. Mm-hmm. Something that, that uh, in the midst of a sharing, this can come through like that in a manner that uh, I'm getting it along with everyone else who I'm sharing it with in that point. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Then oh, again, yeah. I, also, <laughs> I also recognize those instances where Perhaps there's some holding back on my part, where it takes a pause, it takes some time, and it, it, maybe there's there's a need for some willingness on my part to be open once again, to receive. Um, but uh, yeah, right, Reverend yeah. Bill, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I put all of this under this category of coming to know. <laughs> that's our that that's our opportunity anymore. Thank you. And then some. And then some. Because yeah. <laughs> we keep coming to know. I got it. Yep. I got it this time. Oh yeah, I got it this time too. <laughs> keep coming. Yeah. This is a living course, right? There you go. Yeah. That's a it. Living And you know the best part for me, I can laugh at myself. And it's fine. You know. Healthy. I I took the Course in Miracles so serious I forgot to laugh a few times. And I, I just at this point, I just, it'll come. It'll come when I'm not even thinking about it. It'll come. Mm-hmm. It'll come. Yes. Yeah. It comes. I know I'm not the same as I was maybe 15, 20 years ago. No. Because I have been opening up to the truth. Slowly but surely in my own unique way. And we are unique, and yet we are one. <laughs> yeah, we are both. 
And I'm going to keep laughing as much as I can. Good for you, Paula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? He did say yeah. that in the Course of Miracles. Be happy learners. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we can read right through this chapter 10. If you want to continue on. Got a couple of more. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, go for it. Start from the top, Judy. Okay. The Christ in you is the real you. The Christ in you is the self, the true self, who you become when you have united heart and mind once again in wholeheartedness. Thus, the union of mind and heart is, as was stated previously, the first union, the union that must precede all the rest. You are in a state of unity when you have achieved wholeheartedness. You are in a state in which you are able to learn. I am here to show you the way to the Christ in you. I began my teaching by appealing to your heart so as to ready you for the return of wholeheartedness, a state of union in which all that you learn is shared, first by mind and heart, and then in unity with your brothers and sisters. You achieve this state only by listening to one voice, or in other words, by ending the separated state, which is a state in which the ego exists. The end of the separated state, or the ego, is the beginning of your ability to hear only one voice, the voice we all share in unity. This voice speaks to you in a thousand ways. It is the voice of love, the voice of creation, the voice of life. It is the voice of certainty that allows you to move through each day and all the experiences within it as who you are in truth. It releases you from the feeling of needing to control or protect your treasure it releases you as well from the static state of trying to hang on to who you were yesterday or trying to prevent change tomorrow. As was say in the beginning, <clears throat> it is realized that isn't hard, that is hard for you to believe that the Christ in you is a need of learning. Think a moment of why this should be so. Is there every moment in which coming to know is not appropriate? Is there any reason that coming to know should not be seen as something continuous and ongoing? Again, your desire for a static state would make you Rather, listen to your ego as it prescribes learning for certain circumstances that will be quickly put behind you or chosen for special outcomes. While many love to learn for the sake of learning alone, still they will be loath to give up or let go the ability to choose their lessons. And still, we are only talking about learning 
as you have perceived of it, rather than learning from life. Uh, What difference does it make to your concepts of learning when you think of life as your coursework? Would you be any more willing to let another choose your lessons for you? Lana, why don't you read, conclude for us. Why don't you read those two, the last two? Okay? Is okay. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. What are your plans and dreams for chosen lessons? While you do not think of them as such, you do not think of life as your learning ground. You still think of lessons as being about specific subject matter. When life does not go as you have planned, you feel as if your chosen path has been denied to has been denied to you. You often feel a sense of loss and rarely one of gain. Unless life goes the way you have intended for it to go, you do not feel gifted or blessed, even when you may have looked back often on situations that did not go as you had planned and nevertheless gifted you with experiences or opportunities that would not have arisen had your chosen plan come to fruition. The Christ in you has no need to plan, a need to come to know, yes, but a need to plan, no. The Christ in you needs not for you to choose a lesson plan, but to let life itself be your chosen way of learning. That's so beautiful, and it's it's my experience. I used to have a terrible fear of public speaking, and I just assumed that my path was about writing, sharing the love of God in that way. And I learned um, when I started to come on conference calls that, um, you know, when I I used to uh, share, or I remember the first podcast I did with with Lynn, um, and and I prepared and planned for it. And, and the more I planned and prepared for it, the greater my fear became. And then <clears throat> I was reading the Course and a Miracle is a part of it about not planning. <clears throat> and I decided just to go for it. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. I, I just let it flow. And... and um, it was my fear was connected to oh I was going to forget something or I was going to say it wrong or all these ego fears and and I remember that was such a miraculous experience when I just showed up and started to share the love of God with no preparation and how how um, the words just came to me and flowed out of me and through me and I and it required no thinking at all. 
um, it was such a beautiful healing. And um, and from then on, I never <laughs> prepare for anything, <laughs> uh, especially sharing the love of God. So um, that really resonated with me when I read it. I'm, I'm sorry, I still have a trouble with my breathing a little bit, and I get winded kind of quick, but I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lana. No, that was beautiful. You rest, but that was absolutely... <clears throat> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. You're an inspiration to me. Many years. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Yes, thank you, Lana. You all inspire me so much. (laughs) Lana, that was absolutely beautiful. The way you shared that and shared that experience, I was just experiencing it right along with you. That's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, bless you. Thank you. You know... It's true, and I know my, and I can speak for me, I know when I'm coming from my authentic self or when I'm coming from, like, the mind, the learning self, it's a whole different vibrational feeling throughout this form. It it comes from, like, I know when I'm just speaking from the Christ within me. Because there's things, sometimes I don't even realize what I'm going to say. It just comes. I'm not thinking of trying to sound intelligent or look at this, I know it. Or It just comes. It comes very natural. And I can feel yeah. it in my heart. I can feel it. You know, I love that paragraph 14. It's, this voice speaks to you in a thousand ways. It is the voice of love the voice of creation, the voice of life. It is the voice of certainty that allows you to move through each day and all the experiences within it as you, as who you are in truth. It releases you from the feelings of needing to control or protect your treasure. It releases you as well from the static state of trying to hang on to who you were yesterday or trying to prevent change tomorrow. That paragraph, I just the flow of it, it wow, the voice. That's what I was trying to describe. The voice of love, the voice. It's a different voice. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank yeah. Yes, it yes. sure is. And you yeah. recognize I find it I find it very recognizable. You should just you speak in my mind later on. <laughs> it is a very recognizable voice when I feel it. Um, mm-hmm. and then just allow the words to flow rather than having any kind of thinking come into the process of sharing. It's just completely different. It's just an overwhelmingly beautiful experience. And that's pure dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is Gloria. Um, <clears throat> I noticed the difference in me um, when the ego talks to me, um, and when I realize it's the ego telling me something that I'm not supposed to do. Today, I. <clears throat> 
I was late to an appointment to go to have some blood tests. And <clears throat> while I'm driving, in front of me came a big truck. They are building a lot of houses in this area. So it's always <clears throat> big trucks in front of us. And I, I become mad. I said, I'm late already. Don't come in front of me. I'm, my ego went on and on and on. And I realized, wait a minute. You're speaking to me, ego. I'm not listening to you. I am accepting right now that I'm behind this big truck driving. I will be okay if I come 10 minutes late. So I become peaceful. My hurry up for coming early or in time disappeared. It, it was, I guess, I was so grateful that I realized the ego was telling me, go and go to the left and pass this truck. And knowing that if I have an accident, and then what? And I, I thought, I am glad I realized it was not me, my Christ. It was the ego speaking to me, and I, I let it go. And I'm, I like to share with you of this because I am <clears throat> grateful that I, I'm not the same as before. I can capture right mo- in that moment who is talking to me. And that's what I did. And complete. Thank you, Gloria. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank Thank you, Gloria. I think I've always experienced that. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful, Gloria. Thank you. Nice moment. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. I recognize, I, I just recall that as I've come to accept this coming to know that we've gotten trauma course of love and how how much that simplifies life how much it simplifies being that that uh that coming to know is contrasted to the the ego's thought pattern of you don't know (laughs) and all affiliated (laughs) guilt and judgment and attack with that goes along with that Here's the coming to know as our lifelong existence and our lifelong opportunity and to simply accept that. And the icing on the cake that I just love reminding people on an ongoing basis with it and I I just see and celebrate is there's no need to plan. Just simply be present. Simply show up and watch what opportunity to come to know presents itself in whatever form that that is. Um, it makes all of this so much easier. So, uh, so grateful for that. Grateful for that awareness and accept life going forward in this manner. I have all that I need in any given moment because of that connection of the wisdom that is here within me or available to me. 
Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Yvonne. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, so true. We do. Yeah, this is Yvonne getting back to, uh, I don't know which paragraph it was we were talking about, but um, I always had a fear of speaking in public. Uh, when I was in high school and so on, you know, I'll be presented with having to stand up and recite or speak, and, and, and I will be so terrified that I literally will be crying. I mean, not that I was trying to cry, but I was literally so afraid to speak. I would shake, and I never really got over that. All my life, I kind of was that way. I always avoided speaking publicly. And hallelujah, thank you for the Course in Miracles. When they come along in my later age in my life, you know, I just by the fact that I would read, just read this, the paragraphs, it all kind of helped me to this day. And, and now I'm, I just get so excited. Like, I don't speak in public because I don't really have, that's not my life. I don't have any reason or access to that. But in certain situations in church when my brother died and, other other situations, just family meetings and so on, family gatherings. I just now I just get up and I just love speaking. And when my brother died, I uh, he pre- prepared his own ceremony, his own service before he died. He's a minister and he knew what he wanted to to say and have re- have read for him. And I was so excited when I found out that you know I I, I said I read. I read for him the gospel and so on, and it was just, I was so excited. I was so happy to read, and I just, I really felt what he was saying. I was reading. I wasn't reading the Bible. I was reading what he wanted me to say and what he felt and what he wanted to be heard. So it's just, it's wonderful. And, you know, now I can just speak publicly. I don't have any problems. Not that I speak publicly, except maybe on these calls, but... uh, uh, it's it's just a wonderful experience, and I'm so glad to not to be, uh, you know, uh, controlled and dragged down by the ego and fear. So I just wanted to share that. I'm complete. <laughs> Thank you. That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Yvonne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, boy, I, res- I resonate with what all you said, with everything you said. Thank you. Mm. Uh, love it. Thank you. Yvonne, you're not alone in that. Throughout all my lower education, I was the last one to speak, always, within our group, within my class. And mm-hmm. I never spoke, e- even going to uh, my first college year, the first degree. But following that, when, once I got into ministry school, or by the time I got to ministry school, you couldn't shut me up, <laughs> simply because of the joy, the enthusiasm that is, is, is now present in uh-huh. and, and the willingness and the, the freedom to be able to express myself. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. You're not alone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not at all. 
Not at all. I had an incident where I froze on the stage and I had like 50 people in front of me and I couldn't, it just, I went blank. <laughs> and I had to excuse myself and walk off the yeah. stage. It was like so embarrassing. Yeah. Yet, you know, it's there was time. Yeah, it was just I didn't, it, it was just like I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. And yet there were times, you know, when I'd have an occasion in my career or in my job where I'd be in front in a room with a bunch of people. But if I, And I felt the authenticity. I don't know how to say it. I felt very confident, and I got up and I, I, I make light of some very you know subject matter would be a little serious, but I'd make light of it. And I walked out of this one meeting, and it was in Akron, Ohio, in a branch office. <laughs> this fellow came up to me and said, "You know, you're the Joan Rivers of Akron." <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, great. That's <laughs> <laughs> I shocked myself. <laughs> like, who was that? <laughs> but it, it can be, it was very intimidating at one point. Very, very, very. Yeah. In school, forget about it. I was like, Reverend Bill, I was you. I was, my was the hand, the last hand that would go up. I was the same way too. I was the same way too in school. And then when I took um, when when I first took a course, I later uh, started to uh, teach facilitate. I uh, there was one exercise where everybody, and there were about forty in that particular group, and everybody else stood up, got up in front of the rest of the group, and and uh, shared whatever. And I refused. I was the last one, and I was, talk about my stubbornness, I just, I couldn't, I, like I was glued to the chair. I could not move. I was just frozen in terror. And it was just the most god-awful feeling. And, of course, it was absolutely pointed out and made much of. And I remember uh, that night going home and thinking to myself, I don't ever want to go through that again. The feeling of, of fear, fright, um, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just pure awfulness. And then later on, after I finished that, that course, and then I started taking the teacher's training course, there you had to get up in front of 50 people and sing <laughs> and do all kinds of things. You know, like, and I remember that either I'm going to get over this or I'm never going to get over this. And so I just bit the bullet and I just did it. And all the, I was shaking so badly, I didn't know if I was going to fly apart but in any event, I did it, and I'm still not comfortable speaking in front of large groups of people, but I will do it, um, not, without, not, not with the fear. I will do it with the, um, with the awareness that I don't have to speak for myself. I can allow whatever needs to come to come to, come to me and through me, and that just takes all the fear out of everything. And that's it. I'm complete. That's my story. Yeah, great. Well, that's exactly how I feel too. You know, all the fear is gone. Yeah, that is. You know that. I think that's what I was trying to say before. Like, you know, going on these many Zoom sessions, and I go on. There's so many different groups I get on with. And I think I was saying to Judy before, prior to coming to the recording 
that's where I feel most comfortable. That's where I I can I don't have to hold back. Yeah. It, it it's like it just feels so right because I'm coming from somewhere. When I speak, I'm coming from the truth, and that feels good. It could be four people on the call, twenty. I'm on a call that there's forty something people at one time, and it just feels right. And that's what I guess we're all saying in our own way. Because the ego steps out of the way. The fear, the doubt, and the truth shows up. And the truth. And it comes through. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, really does. And you know, and that's what Reverend Bill was saying even with Yvonne. And, I, and even in the time I've known Yvonne, I can hear the difference in her. It's with confidence and it's with uh, depth and knowing. Because we, we, it's like he's telling us, you know, it's in unity. We're like so connected. Yeah. yeah. We become one voice. And it's our Christ's voice. Oh, yeah. And we recognize that one. I recognize that one voice. Because I can feel it and hear it within myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's shared. We recognize it because we feel it within ourselves so we can recognize it and feel and experience the, the oneness. Ah, beautiful. Uh, this is Gloria. For me um, to speak now, uh, especially being... Um, English, my second language, um, I was not confident to say whatever I have to say if I always thought about my fear. Nobody understand me. Nobody will listen. And, and then uh, church, I was invited to be um, a chaplain and I have to do a meditation Another friend, another chaplain that she is from um, Puerto, Rico. Puerto Rico. No, it's from um, Panama. Panama. So she speaks Spanish too. And she has uh, an accent like me. And um, we were doing great. I, I feel confident in the, in the moment that I was doing meditation and people come and tell me, can I have some copy of your meditation? Because I read it. I write it first and then I kind of read it or put it in front of me so I will not forget. But um, it it was a change for me. I'm still, of course, I have my accent because I didn't born in this country, but I feel more confident on my speaking. <laughs> so it's just um, part of that fear, I suppose. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm complete. So while I have your undivided support and willingness, um, what is your experience of listening to Gloria read? or speak, or share? <laughs> or read. Anybody? I love listening to her. 
I love listening to yeah. her. Her shares especially are always so authentic and, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I with what she says all the time. It, and she doesn't quote from scripture. I mean, she may or she doesn't quote from the book per se. She just speaks from her soul, and I love that. Thank you, Gloria. Yeah, and you know, and thank you, Bob. Yeah, and I, I like to say I can echo that too. You know, you can hear the oh, it's just a beautiful flow, and even like if she comes across a word and it, it doesn't pronounce it just the way it's like fine. It doesn't. It just keeps. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because she's reading it from her heart. And even if she's not reading it and she's speaking, it's all coming from her heart, and that's what makes it beautiful. So, no, I appreciate Gloria so many ways. Thank you, Gloria. Yeah. Thank you. And I noticed, Yvonne, that I don't get hung up on the particular pronunciation of the words, uh, particular words, because most of the words she speaks well. Just once in a while, I don't it just it just flows, and you're right. I don't I don't get hung up on that, so I feel that way too. I'm complete. Thank you. I, I agree. I agree. It's like you draw me in, Gloria. I I can feel the love and and um and it it's always from your heart and, and it's always authentic and the true you. <laughs> and uh, it's um, it's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, team. <laughs> Thank you, teammates. Team Gloria. Uh, <laughs> there you go, Team Gloria. Uh, we have regularly had the discussion on an ongoing basis, and I've told her how much people love listening to you. Um, how much people love listening to your accent, your your diction, your way of, of speaking, and your way of expressing yourself. It, it's so peaceful and loving and intentful and and graceful. Yeah. And uh, and people just egg you on. You, you hear it different in different calls, Claire, where people are asking you to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my. So uh, anyway, yeah. Thank you. Know, you. It, I Thank find you. it absolutely delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I hear was a, was a lady in the in the Course of Miracles at church. She is from um, Germany and she refused to read because she said, I hate my accent. Oh. And and she didn't want to to read or to say anything. And I say to myself, I have an accent. I can't take it away. Maybe I can through the years, but it's still there. So it's, it's nothing I can do that I, I didn't born in this country. <laughs> and so she, she, does, she doesn't accept, me, accept it for me when I tell her that her accent is an expression of her and her beauty and her wholeness. That's- you said it. That's it. Thank you, Reverend Bill. You yeah. said it so right. Thank you, Reverend yeah. Bill. Mm-hmm. Yay, yay, good for yeah. you. <laughs> it is, it is, it's a hot thing. Thank you. Self. It. A, it comes from... Thank you, Team Gloria. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I say. When you don't speak up, and I'll say, 
Glory, do you have something to say? And I'm just waiting, waiting. You say no, and I go, I, I'm disappointed. Yes. <laughs> just to hear your voice. <laughs> yes. Why you have to offer? I just want to say, like I told Yvonne, thank you for being my life. You guys, Aww. you are my family. Thank you, thank you. That's thank true. You. Thank you. Thank you for being in my family. <laughs> what do you say, muchas gracias? <laughs> you want to hear my? You want to hear my Spanish? <laughs> you can talk to me in a, like I, I was surprised that Miguel Miguel speaks several languages. Oh I my know. gosh, he's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how can I miss Spanish sometimes with English, and, and he speaks Russian and Italian mm-hmm. and Portuguese and. Who knows how many? But anyway, yeah. Yes, indeed. So keep that light shining there, Gloria. (laughs) And uh, serves all of us. And we, I recognize too that we can we can speak of this within this circle here this this dialogue this group that we have mm-hmm. here that of uh, uh, the empowerment that each one of us shares um, that is is a just continuing to expand and accept where we are and accept accept being able to speak in this manner at this tone in this means uh, the place of, of unfettered freedom And, and just trusting all of this is unfolding for us all perfectly. Thank you. Yeah. I'm with you, Reverend Bill. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Thank, Thank you, Judy. Reverend Bill. Yeah. Miss Judy, you were qu- kind of quiet tonight. I am? I was? Yeah. Oh, Okay. I guess I'm just in the mood to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to draw you out. (laughs) Yeah, nothing to draw out, honey. Don't say that. Really something. There is? Always. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose there is. Um, I'm just not connecting with it. I hear it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You. It is. It's all right. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. You're not. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. There's no striving for anything or expecting to be other than you are. You know. That's mm-hmm. the key. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I'm okay. I feel okay. I'm just processing a lot of stuff right now and until I've got it completely um, processed in my feeling self, not my ego self, my intellectual self, uh, tired of listening to that. So whatever it is that I am experiencing or feeling and I get in touch with it and I have it processed in a way that feels right to me, I'll be back to sharing. 
Why don't you just give it over and let it be? That's no, yeah, right. that's exactly what I've done. <laughs> that's the chorus yeah. here. Give it all over. Surrender. Totally. It. Oh. It'll, it'll come. Yeah. It'll come. Absolutely. Ready. Absolutely. It's not yeah. coming right now, so, so be it. The only thing I can do is just accept that this is how I'm feeling. I'm not mm-hmm. happy about the situation. However, I will accept my feelings about the situation. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Judy, and by I, accepting I, my... I would, I, I would okay. acknowledge that there have been several times I've shown up on Wednesday evening and feeling completely distant and, and not, not present. And um, something happens along the way that, that, that some sort of shift occurs that there's just a crack, an opening crack of light that unfolds for me. And the next thing you know, I, I just can't stop. But just, just um, thank you for your willingness to be here, be joining mm-hmm. us, and just being sitting in the light with all of us. Thank you. My pleasure. And feel the love. Please feel the love from all of us. Okay. Thank you. And you're not alone. Thank you. We're all just living. just want to say, this is Yvonne. Yesterday I was such a mess. I got on that Bill's call and I, I said I would listen because I wanted, I wanted some connection, but I wasn't prepared in my mind and my heart, I guess, to be there. I just wanted to be there, but not be there. So anyway, but it's just as, as, the, as the, we were reading the paragraph, it just all of a sudden was like I, I just I woke up, I, which just came as a result of me being on the call. I hadn't said anything. No one said anything to me. Everybody was just reading. And the light went on. The light switch went on. And just like that. And, you know, I was so grateful after that I, Yvonne, yeah, not thank you. You know, tap yourself on the shoulder or whatever. You decided, you made a choice to get on the call, even though I, me, I wasn't really caught into it. But I made the choice to get on the call. I, I overcame the fear and the, whatever was holding me back. I, I went on the call just to be there, just to feel, feel a connection. And right in the middle of it, it was, it was par- perfect. Um, so there you go. Just sometimes it happens like that. I'm complete. Yeah. Oh, I love when it happens. I know mm-hmm. the feeling. No, I, I can too. be. Well, you know, Paula, when you called the other night, I was so weak and and I, I think I mentioned by the end of our conversation, I felt so energized. And um, it was just a validation of giving and receiving being one. Um, and in dialogue with one another, um, we just shared the love of God with each other. And it was so healing for me. And I, I think I thank you then, but I'll thank you again. Um, it's such a gift to have, um, to share the love of God. And even 
um, when people, you know, when I have I have students and mentor, and usually they call in fear, in some kind of fear, and um, and I never know where I'm going to be when the call comes in, <laughs> mentally and emotionally. But there, with few exceptions, by the end of the dialogue between us, we're both in a place of love and peace, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and the healing happens. We both give and we both receive. And in that exchange of unit, it's unit, it's the unity where the miracle happens. And um, and it's so powerful. Um, I'm just so grateful for everyone. Um, so thanks again, Paula. No, I love you. thank you, Lana. You just summed up the whole chapter ten in unity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lana. You were speaking for me, and I really appreciate yeah. that. Oh, great it, to have you was, here with us. Yeah, you healed me too. It was so it was. I just knew I had to call. I I just knew it, and I. Oh, thank you, Lana. Oh, thank bless you. you. Thank you, Lana. Yeah. Well. I think I'm going to say good night from the East Coast. So, good night from the West Coast. Um, good night from New England. <laughs> I love you all. Dinner time out here. <laughs> it's bedtime here. Yes, yes, it's bedtime. <laughs> good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Thank you for Thank you all. Up. And Judy, I'm here. You know I'm here if you need to talk. I do, sweetheart. I do. Thank you. you. (laughs) Love you all. Love you all. Thank you. Bye now. See you tomorrow, Vaughn. Love you all. Bye now.